Welcome back to the Poise Femme Radio, the self-love podcast made to help you heal your shit, manifest life's desires, and live a life of pleasure. I'm your host, Ray, and today is a special day because we have our first episode of what I like to call Soul Celebration. It's a series where we talk about entrepreneurs from all walks of life, and honestly, we just brag about them and their success, and we will be getting down to the core of what drove our guests to start their business, and they will gift us with their top tips and tricks that they swear by. You all are going to love our first guest. She has been a part of the online boutique business for years and has gained a ton of knowledge on how to be profitable running strictly online. She's also a mother, a wife, and a full-time massage therapist. She does have a lot of sass and tells it how it is. And you guys, it's probably the, honestly, the most reason why I love her, but please welcome the owner of Black Lace Boutique and my good friend, Lib Gibson to the Poised Femme Radio. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. Why don't you just brag a little bit about yourself so I can drink my tea and I already talked to you about my throat. So just need a little break from that and just tell us like who you are, where you're from, what you like to do, maybe introduce your family a little bit and how we can support you. And then also how we can find you on social media as well. All right. So like she said, my name is Lynn. Um, I have actually run so many businesses online uh, throughout my years. So I'm excited to talk with all of you and just expand my knowledge with you guys. And so you can learn more, you can take notes, to-dos, not to-dos, all of that stuff. Um, Like Rachel said, I'm also a full-time massage therapist. Um, I have been massaging for 10 years, you guys. So I love having a business outside of that as well. That's incredible. Um, got, 10 years is incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely wears on your body, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just got married to my husband um, this year. Me and him have been together five and a half years. It's crazy to say that. All right. Um, I know. (laughs) I actually have a daughter. Her name is Kiara and she is the sweetest little angel ever. Uh, Ray actually knows that as well. She is one sassy little girl for sure too. I wonder where she gets it from. I know. (laughs) Not you. (laughs) Not you at all. (laughs) So yeah, I, um, I live in Michigan, you guys. Uh, we are in the peak of spring no not spring fall oh my gosh you guys it's already fall yeah it is so fast and honestly we've been having 80 degree weather so I'm like okay when's fall coming but at night it gets to like 50 degrees so you know they say Michigan weather is up and down and it really is (laughs) yeah I can I can attest to that Michigan here too yeah Um, so I don't know if I've ever like shared this with you, but I love getting to know how others grew up, like how their childhood, how their childhood was. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. Um, because that's where I feel like a lot of success in people's passions come from. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like for a lot of us that grew up with childhood trauma, which both you and I have, it's sort of like our motivation to find something better and be better for our futures and, you know, just to get out of what we grew up in. Um, so for me personally, there was so many odds against me and my sisters. I, we came from broken homes. My father was an absent parent, which made my mom do literally all the work. So we kind of, in a way fended for ourselves. Um, but it's cause she had to work so hard and we were still considered poor. And I think for me, that really was that fire for me to do something different. And I've had a lot of career paths and career changes, but to really all of it's been entrepreneurship and to do things differently. So I kind of 
for a little bit, just want to get a taste of how your childhood was like the good and the bad, like some of the good memories and really some of the stuff that shaped you and how'd you shift your mindset on like, if this was your childhood too, to be like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I want something better. Yeah. So, um, yes, I grew up in a broken home as well. Um, when my parents divorced, I was three. Uh, my, both of my parents got remarried, but when my mom got remarried, she took custody of me because my dad served in the military. So my dad wasn't around a lot. And I think that made the court process a little bit easier. But when she then remarried, uh, my stepdad had kids of his own, uh, that were around the same age and, Honestly, my stepdad came from a broken home too. And I think that's a lot of the reason that he was the way that he was. Um, he was very strict. Um, they're both very godly people, but I got, and this isn't anything to say with religion, but I got religion in a twisted way thrown in my face mm-hmm. a lot growing up. Um, There's a lot of religious trauma that people Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And honestly, I did like going to church and for a while I loved going to church. I loved the support system there and stuff, but, um, it was actually the youth leader had came to our house one time to do my makeup, um, for a dance, a school dance. And my stepdad said, I looked like a hooker and I should have been working the road. And in front of this church woman too, like he just came out and said it. Um, I acted out a lot because my stepdad and me weren't close and I got very um, distant from my own mother because of that as well. She never stood up for me. She never stood up for herself. Mm -hmm. And so it made it really hard to just create that bond with all of them and I would have many other instances where I would be acting out and he would say, well, you know, in the olden times, uh, you would go walk the streets and all the neighbors would come out with stones and stone you. So it was just a lot of bullshit. You know, yeah. Yeah. It was. Like, it really for real. was. Yeah. Yep. And I had to deal with that a lot of my life. And because of that, I did act out, but I still wasn't the worst kid ever. Um, I got a job at 15. I had to pay for a lot of my own things growing up as well. Mm. Uh, My mom, I have no idea what she would use the child support for stuff like that, because I'd still have to buy my own shampoo. Still have to, you know, buy my own things. Yeah. Um, I think it was just mainly towards groceries, but I had always been close with my dad because my dad was my safe haven. Mm. And even when he remarried, uh, to my stepmom and they had two kids as well. I still felt closer over there and I only got to go over there every other weekend and, you know, during the summertime and stuff like that. And it really, I got to a lot of points where I wanted to live with them instead. I think it's interesting that you have like the total polar opposite of what I had. Like my dad pretty much just, my mom and dad got married and, I think by the time I was two, they were already divorced. And my dad pretty much was like, I'm not going to court. Just take whatever you want, you know? And that was such a strong, like, fuck you to me. I feel like right from the beginning, he was just like, I just, you know, yeah, do whatever I you want. Know. And we had no relationship with him. And I was super close to my mom, even though, you know, she had her, we all have our things and our, in our, you know, shadows and things like that. I was still so super close to her and I didn't want anything to do with my dad, especially when he had like other kids around and other relationships. I was like, I'm not, I'm not about that. So it's interesting to see how like you have that, you know, opposite. Yeah. The opposite typically it's like, role. yeah. Cause typically it's like a lot of girls are like close. I know that you have your daddy's girl, but you know, a lot of times it's that bond is stronger with the mom. Yeah. And I think from what you're telling me is that maybe that would have been a little bit different. Maybe if, you know, it could have been, I can't really speak on my past of what it would have been because the only past I know of is the past that I did have. And so I don't know if it could have been different, but 
I, that's kind of carried on throughout my life growing up as well as that I have never been close with my mom. And I feel like sometimes when I talk to her or when I do actually see her because they live in Tennessee and I'm in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, when I do actually see her, it's, I'm still very distant with her. And I feel like that affects her, especially because I have a daughter. She yeah. has a, a actual biological grandchild. And I think that really bugs her that we're not as close, but she still to this day does not stand up for herself. I can see a lot of the narcissistic behaviors um, in my stepdad. And the reason I can see that now is because I also had a narcissistic husband. So. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. So let's take a break a second because um, Lynn and I actually met through her ex-husband. Her ex-husband is my ex-husband. So we're like paired through that for life. So yes. we actually <laughs> we actually were... I guess you would say enemies, frenemies, and now we're BFFs. So it's kind of cool. We both went through that same in different ways, but the same narcissistic relationship that really brought us both really to this place too, because they're as, you know, if you've dealt with a narcissist before, you know, that like, there's no encouragement, there's no support, there's no like pouring love, right? Yeah. And it's always your cup they do no wrong. Like you're always the one in the wrong. They never are, uh, always twisting of words of what you said. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't say that, but they put words in your mouth. Um, they like to create their own narrative, their own Mm -hmm. story. And that's a lot of how my stepdad is too. He's a lot more vocal than my ex-husband. My ex-husband was never the vocal narcissist, but my stepdad is. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he would yell, he would discipline, stuff like that. And I never really saw that with my ex-husband. It was the talking down to me. He would talk to like me like he was door. my parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He would talk to me like he was my parent. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Would you? <laughs> I was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say it was also one of those things that I didn't feel like I had a voice. I had been in that toxic relationship with my stepdad for so long. Like I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And it really wasn't until honestly, I I should have left my ex-husband, but he said he wanted the divorce before I did. Right. And so if it wasn't for him doing that, I wouldn't have gained my courage, my voice and stuff. And It was kind of like that point where I was like, okay, I've been dealing with this for half my life and I'm done dealing with people putting me down, um, people telling me how to feel, just that narcissistic behavior. Yeah. Would you say that because of what you saw your mom, not necessarily go through, but like, because you saw who your mom was and her values and her beliefs and like, then also having those, you know, try or having that type of relationship made you want to be like, no, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to have my own voice. I'm going to be this strong, independent, like badass entrepreneur because like they couldn't do it. Or they told me I couldn't do it. Cause that's me. Like yeah. 100%. I'm like, you told me I couldn't do it. So I'm going to do it. And that's honestly, that's a lot of where I got it too. I was always told like, I wouldn't really amount to anything. Nobody ever had the confidence in me. Um, And I also saw my mom and my stepdad, like they would be paycheck to paycheck, but they would Mm -hmm. also be able to do things. So I'm like, okay, are we paycheck to paycheck or or are we not? And Mm -hmm. I did have that strong sense of being on my own, being an independent person. Like I got a job, like I said, at 15, but it was also because I wanted to get out of that house as soon as I could. I was saving money. Like I already had to pay for my own car. I paid for my car, the insurance and the gas, all of that. And it was just a lot of what I went through in my childhood kind of made me grow up so quickly. And I like grew up really quickly, but I was still a little naive to that narcissistic behavior because I would have saw that way ahead of time if I would have known with my ex-husband. But, you know, out of everything, I'm, I'm really not, I still deal with him. You guys, you're still always going to freaking deal with them. (laughs) 
It's a pain. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for life. Yes. But yeah. I did get a lot of great things yeah. out of that relationship yeah. because um, I did have, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted financially um, with my love life, just all of that, how I wanted to raise my child. And I got my kid out of that marriage. I um, knew how to take care of bills once I got out of that marriage because I wasn't allowed any of that. Like I had to grow up real quick, you guys. <laughs> um, so I learned how to take care of bills, how to, you know, actually budget things, um, how to just support myself. And that's a really empowering thing too. Mm-hmm. And not just financially, but like, feeling happy and proud with myself for the things that I had accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like shivering. Cause I've experienced all those things too. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like all the snaps. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive into some questions first though. I want you to explain what black lace boutique is. Okay. Um, you guys are going to love it. It's so cute. She has a variety of things, but I'm gonna let her, I'm gonna let her talk about it, but just tell us like what it is. So uh, Black Lace Boutique is a boutique I came up with. Um, I started with small items and I still have some of the smaller things, um, but I wanted to be an expansive uh, boutique. I wanted to have a multitude of items, especially because I'm selling online. Like a lot of people who sell online, they just do clothes. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have the clothes, but I also wanted to have other items that I was passionate about and that I thought people would love. And so it kind of just like my ideas always grow. Like I always got something coming and some idea like, oh my gosh, I should get this or what about this? So I created Black Lace Boutique because I wanted I wanted to have more time at home. Um, Me and my husband would like to have another kid at some point. So that's definitely going to have to be something. I won't be able to have that income from my massage coming in. So want to have something that I can be home with and be secure. Would you say that your shop has like a theme or do you kind of just, you're like, I don't really have a theme or a niche. Like I just do whatever I want. I just sell what's cute. Like what? (laughs) So at first, when I was starting out, I purely wanted black lacy things. Like that's what I wanted to stick with. But then as I got to thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I like the idea of having that, but then that's more of just the clothing stuff. Mm -hmm. And because you aren't going to get, you know, bath and body products and that are black lace themed or, you know, stuff like that. So I wanted to expand it and still keep the name with it. But I also think that black lace is, has a little meaning behind it. And that's what I went for. Because when you think of anything with black lace, you think of sultry, seductive, Mm -hmm. like very like passionate. And I wanted to bring items that were kind of like that. So like really musky smells for candles and lotions and just kind of expand on it from there. And crystals, you guys, crystals. Yes. (laughs) All my crystal crystal baddies. She's got your crystals. Like I've got this, I just put it on before this uh, episode and I've got this citrine roller ball. It smells so good. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. And we'll give you guys all the information on how to, you know, get in touch with Lynn and, and really support her in her shop. And, um, we'll make sure to, to bring that up again at the end of the, um, episode, but I want to dive into some questions. So one of my favorite questions is what is your favorite part about working for yourself? I know you mentioned like kind of preparing for your future, but what's like the number one thing that you love scheduling. I love that. I can fit it around my schedule. Like if I don't want to work that day, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Or if I am going to go on a vacation, like I don't have to worry about it. You don't have to um, ask anybody. I don't. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's my biggest thing is I, and don't get me wrong. I still work for a company. Like I don't fully survive on my own without working for quote unquote corporate America. Right. But to me, it's like my number one goal is to never have to ask anybody ever again, if I can leave, like I, 
my goal is to be able to go where I want, when I want, when I please, even if it's just like, I'm running in and out, like yeah. I don't clock in for nobody. And that's, that's my why. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, because I, I love the, like the main thing for me is that, you know, if I, if it's a snow day, say for mm-hmm. school, you know, I don't have to worry about not making my money that day. I can take that as an opportunity to do a live video and chat with my people. Or if my daughter has to leave school, like I can go pick her up. So just having that freedom over time, you know, just all of the things. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. All the moms will be like, hell yeah to that. Cause it's yeah. so hard to find an employer that will actually give a crap about like moms that have kids. Like, or even dads, like won't take the dads out, but I can only speak from being a mom. Um, yeah. And so to be able, that's like a lot of mother's main thing is like flexibility and my kids come first and not losing my job yeah. over choosing them. So exactly. is there a specific experience that really shifted your mindset on what life is going to look like for you? So like an experience that decided your pursuit for your current career as an entrepreneur. I know you've done a couple of um, online things before, but was there this one experience that you can remember? Um, I got pregnant. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that was the main thing. Yeah. I got pregnant and you know, I had my daughter and so I had to be home with her for a while. And I'm like, well, I can't work right now. Like, what am I supposed to do? And that kind of, um, sent me down the hole of an MLM. I've done a few of them, you guys. Same. Um, which we will get to at some point. I know we will, but that kind of got me into that entrepreneur lifestyle of want, you know, having to be home and still wanting to contribute and make that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait or strength that someone would need to work in your industry? Cause it is fully online yeah. and how, how would they be successful in your job? One of the main things I'm going to say is you really need to have a passion for what you're doing. Um, if you are not passionate about what you're starting up, um, if you have any questions, any doubts, anything like that, don't ever let someone talk you, um, into what they want or into their agenda stick to what you're feeling like you can, you have those feelings, even if you aren't someone who is into crystals or energy work or anything like that, you can feel that energy inside of yourself and see if it's a good fit or not. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. What is, what are some challenges that you've faced and how did you overcome that? Cause we talked a little bit about MLMs and how you were part of those too. And there's a lot of challenges I feel like with working strictly online. So yeah, yeah. talk a little bit about that. So one of the things, which I still struggle to this day, I know yeah. everybody does, even if mm-hmm. they tell you they don't, they do. Yeah. Um, if you are selling online, you're going to run into problems with your algorithm. I can't even say it. Algorithms. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, especially Facebook. That is like the highest one. Um, you get hid from your people, all of that stuff. So that's one of the main things that you're really going to run into, especially because there's a lot of people that do sell online and a lot of them are similar. So you have that huge competition because you're not actually an established store outside of, you know, online. Um, so just sticking to yourself, not getting down on yourself can be really, really helpful because you are going to go into those tough moments and those rough patches in your business. Um, and I've been through all of them myself and it's, you just have to, sit on it and think how you're feeling on the inside, um, to kind of make your decisions about your business. But if you are very, very passionate about it, um, you know, you'll figure something out. Yeah. How do you overcome those? Like when Facebook's giving you that crap algorithm and you're like, oh my God, this week, cause we've all had it like this week sucked and I need, I need to like connect with people and I need to get some sales. Right. Cause at the mm-hmm. end of the day, businesses, you know, thrive off of sales. We all want money. 
So how do you yeah. like overcome that? Do you use different platforms? Do you, you know, reach out to people personally? Like, what is it? And it's funny that you bring that up because I was going to talk about that. Okay. I do. Um, you have so many other platforms than just the one that you mainly use. Um, I use TikTok a lot. Actually, you guys, there are so many people on TikTok. It is great for promoting your business, Mm -hmm. uh, for getting eyes on your business. And you can make it a mix of personal and business or just business or just personal. But it's something that once you start getting more and more, like you have more posts, you use the right, you know, hashtags, which you can search online to find the right hashtags or even videos that you're watching, look at their hashtags. That helps a lot too. And the music and the music, but (laughs) I struggle with hashtags. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I struggle with those because I like, you should see some of those on my pictures. You would probably laugh because I just can't get with it. I really need to dive deeper into those and learn what ones are going to work for my business because I know that that's like the key. It really is. Yeah. And even if you say post something to there and you get all these views, but you haven't really got any website clicks or anything like that, you know, you can't be down on yourself because that's still a bunch of eyes that wouldn't have seen your product anyways. And your video is still going to get seen. So TikTok's a great one. You also have Instagram. I have not used my Instagram in years. Like I don't search on Instagram or anything. And with my boutique, I actually create the stories and I can share those to my Facebook then. And I've actually gotten a lot of reach that way as well. Yeah. I love Instagram. That's like my main babe. Like that's what I use a lot, Um, but they're connected. So you'll see all my stuff on Facebook. Anyways, I want to talk about your biggest failure. We talked about some of your challenges, but what what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from that experience? And it doesn't have to be with black lace. It could be with the other businesses that maybe you learned from it to do better at black lace, but Mm -hmm. you know, what was your biggest failure? Do you think? Um, My biggest failure is that when the going got tough. Um, I didn't believe in myself enough because I saw just the negative effects of what was going on. And I wasn't really looking towards the positive and still being a boss bitch that I am, you guys, you know, you're going to have those moments. (laughs) Yes. You're going to have those moments. Everyone has them. We all have our breaking point and, I've had many, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You're going to have so many bumps along the road of any journey that you go on, but it's always how you come out in the end and how you stay true to yourself and stick with it. Yeah, that's so good. Cause I have that type of, I feel like personality, I guess, or maybe it's just like being in a depressive, like roller coaster track, but that's how I do a lot. Like I'll be super, super passionate and into it and like excited about it. And then one thing will happen and I'm like, Oh, can't do it. I yeah. need to go to bed. I don't even want to do this anymore. And I suck. And it's all these like shit beliefs that aren't even ours. Like Cody yeah. tells me it all the time. He's like, those aren't even your beliefs. You're not your mind. Like get rid of yes. those. Cause yep. you are like, you know what you're doing. If it has, if you have passion for it and you're like your heart's like radiating and you, we all know like that energy of just like, I fucking love this work. If that's happening, it's made for you. Yes. You know what I mean? But we allow that like ego and those shadows and those self doubts and the things that we were taught growing up to like take over, which are yeah, in our and, and not even things like growing up, but just like yeah. cast in general. Yeah. Um, you, you have one bad business and sometimes people will find something else they're passionate about. And then it will be another crap business. Me. You know, it'll go downhill. Yeah. yeah. And that's <laughs> me. Yeah. And we all go through it. I feel like anyone who really does like an online company, like, um, MLM or even just starting their own business. Um, when you're doing it online, you're going to go through that a lot. Cause you're going to find something you're passionate in and you're going to go full force and then something's going to hit you and you're going to be like, what the fuck? And you're going to be done with it. And then you'll find something else. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it is like a little vicious cycle. That is for sure. Do you have a, 
mentor or just somebody you follow on Instagram or Facebook, anybody or somebody in your personal life that you're just like, uh, you're my most important professional mentor. Like I look up to you, you, this is who I want to, like, I want to embody you, but in my own way. Right. Do you have that? I've I've had a few. Um, I took a great program, um, that, you know, thought was a great person. I kind of don't feel that same way anymore towards them. And I've also had in my past MLM business, um, a great mentor who I loved her. Um, but you know, sometimes people go in and out of your lives and they'll be a great mentor at that moment. And then later on they won't. Um, I have found a lot of great motivational, like people on TikTok and just anything that's very energy um, appropriate and just a great vibe and stuff like that. I really connect with, Uh, but my bestie on here, I love her to death (laughs) and you really are a lot of my mentor because you do go through all of these things to not only help you, but others. Yeah. Uh, business, personal, like all of these amazing things. Um, and you actually have so much knowledge that people don't know about and so much to give. And so, yes, I'm too in your horn because I love you. And yes, for sure. you. Know. <laughs> uh, we're like soul celebrating me right now. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think that we all like how you, you made a good point, how you said that, you know, people go in and out of being our like most important mentors. And I, obviously that to me, I believe that speaks a lot of truth, but I also think that it's a collective thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't, I'm all into investing into yourself. I think it's super important and finding the right person for you. I think in, and that comes in trial and error. Sometimes it works for you and sometimes it doesn't, but also in, or maybe it's therapy for you. Maybe it's, um, hiring a coach. Maybe it's even just having those people on TikTok that you're like, I have to hear what they said today because I want to be like them or I want to embody the things that they're doing, but in my own special way. And I have a lot of those two where I couldn't even tell you the name, you know, but then there's a few that I'm like, I'm in, I, I want to live like that, but in my own way, like I want, I want everything that she's got, but different, you know? Like, uh, I love it. Yeah. I think that, that you hit that right on the head. I, and it's a professional mentor. I think if I were to ask you, maybe what if I asked you about your most like personal mentor besides me, like, do you have anybody that you, even if you don't really talk to them, but you just like, you see them and you see what they're doing and you're like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Well, again, a kind of you on that one, but, um, No, not really. Um, I get a lot of my motivation, a lot of my, um, like uplifting stuff off of just like energy and song. And I have heard so many like beautiful, um, just, I don't not even noises, but like music or whatever, um, that people are creating on TikTok and it, you just kind of like sit and listen to it. You're staring at it and you're just listening. You're like, oh my gosh, like you just feel good afterwards and you feel motivated. And I also have motivational like messages that come through on my phone every day. (laughs) I have an app called, um, I am, and it's daily affirmations. You can set how many you want. Um, it's a really great one because it goes over everything. It will go over business. It'll go over personal and it's just something to uplift you during the day. Um, and sometimes those like really pick me up. Like I've had them before where it says I am enough and I'm like, holy shit, I am, or I am loved. And I'm like, you know what? I really am loved. Like on your tough days when you're like really feeling it and those come through, it's just like, oh my gosh, this feels good. (laughs) So to me, what it sounds like is you use tools as your professional mentors. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's totally cool. If that is something that resonates with you guys while you're listening to this, if you're like, man, I've never invested in myself, not that Lynn hasn't, but like I've never invested in myself. I don't really have that. I mean, I guess I look up to some of the celebrities, but you know, tools could be your thing, you know, yeah. like using that, uh, the I am app or music or just 
literally anybody on TikTok that you follow. Well, (laughs) and finding a good, like, even if you're not into spiritual things, um, taking some kind of class um, on that is always really helpful because um, there's so much around our whole life that is actually spiritual that people don't understand. And when you take a class from someone who is trained in it, has gone through it, it's really, really helpful. And Rachel has really great classes too. Um, And so that helps a lot. (laughs) Like the last one was dealing with shadow work and just even taking that time in a day to write down your stuff, even if you're not the type of person that wants to post to the group or wants to share your things or you get distracted and you forget. Um, Just sticking to doing the journaling yourself is so, so helpful and it heals you and it just makes things a lot easier. My heart's pounding. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what is an insult that you've received that you're actually proud of that you're like, thanks. I love that. Thank you. Um, an insult I have received is, um, you're never going to make it. You're never going to be able to do that. And why, like, why is that? Why is that? So I know. And the reason that kind of was like, thank you is because it was that kick in my ass Mm. because I had already gone through that with my past trauma. So that was my kick in my kick in the ass. That was like, Oh, you think I can't? Well, thank you. I'm going to show you I can. Yes, that fire that we were talking about earlier. It's like that big fuck you. Like, okay, I'm going to do it out of spite. Yep. Really, because it is what I want, but I'm going to show everybody that like, I can do this. Yep. I love that. Um, Are there any tools or resources that you're willing to share that will that you use to help stay organized. You know, we had a conversation about this earlier about organizing your home, but mm-hmm. maybe in your business and running smoothly and efficiently. Um, like how do you balance being <laughs> a mom? Such, or, go, sorry. Yeah. How do you balance like no, being a mom, oh being a massage therapist full-time, having a husband? Cause we know that's a job in itself. You yeah. <laughs> how do you balance all of those things and stay organized? Like for me, I'm, I'm, I need help in that area for sure. And honestly, sometimes I slack. Um, Sometimes my house can be a mess for like weeks. Um, But then I get to that point where I'm like, okay, I am sick of this shit. No one else is doing it. I'll just fucking do it. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I get to that point as well, but I am also a big planner and I like planning out how things are going to work. I like planning out my schedule. Um, Like when we go on trips, I'm so bad with this, but I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go here, 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 and here. So, um, I kind of already know what I want to do. And like for my business, um, I like to get packaging ready in advance. Like it's all set up. And once someone orders something, then it just goes right in the box or whatever. Um, I like cleaning up my space a lot because it's just, you get so used to how things are that when you change it up, it's like a fresh thing and it makes you feel better. Um, but like with my massage business, being a mom and all of that, like I already, it's kind of already a schedule. Like I already know, um, when I have to work, when Kiara has to go to school, all that fun stuff. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mom life. Already, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I already know like Mondays are my days off, usually at work. Um, we're not even opened. So on those days, and when I have my daughter, like she has to be to school at a certain time. And then during the day when she's at school, I can get my groceries, clean up my house, stuff like that. And I kind of just stay on that same schedule. Um if something gets added into my day, you know, I'll move something to another day or something like that. But always having like, I need to get this done today for sure. Like actually sticking to stuff like that is really helpful. And I find when I write stuff down, it helps me a lot more. So you're because a list I, person. Yeah, I am okay, a list person. Yeah. Because if I don't write a list, 
I will forget about it. I have horrible, horrible memory. And um, I am horrible at looking at my list on my phone. So like I have to hand write my list out. It is the only way I actually get everything done. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I love the, the look of writing your own lists. But if it's like not, if I don't do it like three or four times, it just doesn't stick with me. I love yeah. a good list, but for some reason, if it's not done like three or four times, I can't, Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I can't remember it. And honestly, I found that when it's not just like a basic list, but like you kind of jazz it up a little bit, it mm-hmm. really helps because then you're like, Ooh, yay, I'm going to do my list. And <laughs> finding people on like TikTok who have these principles or even principles online. I will come up when I'm done. It's all right. (laughs) So printing them off online, stuff like that. um, It really helps me out because seeing people's different lists, uh, color coding, putting stickers even on it. Like all visualization. Yeah. Yeah. So for, do you, we, you talked a little about, like, for me, it sounds like you on Mondays, that's like your back office kind of day. Like you're cleaning up the house, you're getting your thoughts organized, you're writing the list, you're planning out your week. And then you really utilize the time where your daughter's at school to do all of these things so that Mm -hmm. it doesn't take away from your family time, which I love that. I think that the listeners will, it's like utilizing your time in the most efficient way possible. And I think that a lot of people who are listening are like, okay, I do have, even if it's not like a full day, I do have a couple hours. Like I could do every Monday, a couple hours of like, I need this for myself, even if it's staying up a little bit later at night to get it done, to really prepare you for a really good week. Yeah. 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 Um, I, love that because I have that too. I, I've been trying to change my mindset on Mondays for the longest time because it's been so engraved in us that like Mondays suck and just trying to find a way to like set it up differently to have a more like productive week. Like honestly using that time on Monday, (laughs) on Monday to just get it all done and not worry about it. Like plan your posts for the week, plan what you're going to do for the week when you're going to go live and sell. Cause I'm sure that's something you do a lot in your business to, yeah, yeah, to sell your product. Um, and it, it really helps. Like, even if you only have a few hours, like I love grocery shopping, like every once in a while I'll complain, but I love grocery shopping by myself. Yeah. Cause then I know I'm sticking to my list. Um, and it's also like, I can just be left alone to get stuff done. Um, because I do do like laundry during the week when they're home, stuff like that. So uh, things like that, that it's not really taking away from family time is what I'm okay with. But I try and do a lot of my stuff on Mondays because I don't work and it just helps me, uh, create kind of this rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is, one piece of advice that you would give someone starting out in your career, somebody wants to be a boutique owner or just do online sales in general. What is like the biggest piece of advice you have for them? Do your research, um, actually reach out to boutiques that you like, like message them, be like, Hey, I am really interested in starting my own. Um, I was wondering if there were some tips and tricks you could give me, you know, actually diving into things, crunching numbers, because you do get a wholesale discount, but you also gonna, you have to figure out how you want the retail to be on that. You have to figure out how to market to your people. So just do your research. You can find so much online, but also don't be afraid to ask people. Don't Um, be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. No stupid questions. Yes. I mean, you may run into it every now and then if you do ask questions where people will totally ignore you or Mm -hmm. they can even be rude uh, because they, you know, given that advice before and then taken advantage of. Yeah. But there's like so, a success for everybody. So I love yeah. that you're a business owner. That's like, I'm going to give out this because I believe everybody is, everybody can have it. It's a limitless 
you know, resource for everybody to tap into. So it really is. Yeah. There are so many different products in the world that you can find and sell. So (laughs) it really is for anyone. Just like I said, though, you definitely have to have a vision, um, for what you want, be passionate about it, um, and get all the details because there are so much, there's so much in business that a lot of people don't understand. And then they get in and then they're like, Oh crap, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. And so figuring all of that out beforehand will really help you when you get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. I love that. So I, want to ask this question and I don't know if, if you'll have an answer to it, but what problem are you trying to solve? So in your business, like for me, I, I go all over the map. I've been like that my whole life, but I'm really trying to buckle down onto what my soul's purpose is. And it's definitely to help women heal. Um, I'm, I'm so passionate about becoming a self-love intimacy coach that also is, helping women in their businesses and really thriving for them to create their own empire from, and using that trauma to heal themselves, to do that, to be their drive, to do that. And so I just really want for me, I'm just trying to solve women, not feeling like they're fucking powerful because they are, you know what I mean? And that's my problem I'm trying to solve. And that's why I do the work that I do, because I think like I've just mentioned that it's limitless. Success is limitless for everybody. And especially I feel like women just have the hardest time with support and finding their passions and like actually using their voice to do what they want to do and being supported. So what about you? Um, I would say my hardest thing is definitely finding the right people because you're going to find a lot of people that are interested in something, but not the right people that are actually always going to follow through. And I know that's always something I'm going to struggle with, but I'm also not the type of person who wants to just throw money into something because I'm, you know, I want to figure it out on my own. I'm trying to make money, not spend the money. So with me, it's really hard. It's kind of like an algorithm thing, I guess you could say, but finding the right people for your product. Um, because I have had so many people that are so interested in products that I offer, but then they don't actually ever do the follow through. And I understand there's so many things in people's lives that we don't know about, but when you're trying to run a business, if those people aren't even sharing you even with people, then they're really not doing much for your business. And that's what I suffer with a lot too. Okay. Yeah. I think finding your market and your community is something that takes a while. Definitely. Um, and it comes, it definitely does. What is, Oh, did you hear that? No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Technical issues. You guys, this is how it is when you're starting out. I tell you what, Um, so when you, like, what are you most excited about at work right now? Like what keeps you up at night? Honestly, I am such a thinker. You guys, it takes me forever to fall asleep at night. So I'm constantly thinking about things, but one of the main things I'm constantly thinking about for my business is what I want to offer next. Like I see things I'm always searching for what I can have in the boutique next. And so it keeps me up sometimes because I'm like, Ooh, you know, I really like this product. And that's that's like a hard thing for me too, is because sometimes I feel like I kind of lead with what I want and not what others want. But that is definitely something that you know, I am passionate about the items I'm offering, but it's also keeping me up sometimes too. Yeah. What, what's the road ahead look like for your company? Like, do you have any plans you could share or are you just kind of happy with how it's going in the moment? Um, at the moment I'm happy with how it is, but I've always dreamed about having my own like brick and mortar business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, um, you know, something that I can have my products for everyone to look at all the time, you know, like they can come and go. So having my own building, um, being able to offer a whole bunch of items, um, not just a few items here and there, but like having an actual big shop. Um, and one of the things I'm super passionate about, and I think because I have worked for places before where I've kind of felt neglected, um, the current place I'm at for massage is amazing. Um, I, am included, like they've done a lot for us, but um, I want to be the type of business manager and kind of the type of person in general that my workers love coming to work. They love what we do. They love seeing me when I show up because I've been in that before where you're like, oh crap, the manager's here. Mm -hmm. Like you dreaded it. Like you were scared. Like, I don't want that. I want people to want to work for me because I'm so amazing. So all of that kind of in one. Yeah. So I think that that correlates to that last question I asked you, because to me, it sounds like the problem that you're trying to solve is the workforce like identity, right. That, that if you don't want to work for yourself and you don't want to work at home, that you can feel safe in your space with you as the owner that, you know, exactly that's creating a safe, fun environment for people who feel comfortable leaving their homes and really feel valued and supported. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, there's not a lot of, you know, we can all, we can all resonate with that. We've, we've had yes. a couple of places where we worked where that was not the case. And so yep. that's going to help you be really, really successful because when you're valued, you invest more into not only yourself, but also the, the place where you are. And that's just going to bring you more value and your customers are going to feel that as well. Exactly. So I, I just, I love that. I love that. And I definitely see that for you just having your own little, like in-person boutique, would you still do the online too? Do you think? I still do the online. I think, yeah, just because it's another way, of course, to market your business. So yeah, I for sure would do both. Okay. If you, I've got two more questions for you. Uh, and then we will be ending our first episode of our soul celebration. But if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Ooh, and this is the one that that got you. Yes, it is so hard Um, because there's like a few things. I want to be known for my positivity and trying to find my way through situations. Um, I want to be known for, you know, not giving up, not giving up on myself, not giving up on my business, Um, being the person that was the light for other people. Like when I've done other businesses and you build that community with your people that are buying from you, sometimes you become that light to them. You become that safe haven, that escape from reality. And that is such a pure connection that I absolutely love. And I like being that for some people. That's good. I, I love that. I think that that totally resonates with you as far as like when, you know, I've been a part of only one of your previous, well now two, well, one of your previous endeavors and now your, your business with black lace boutique. And that is so you like you've have such this high vibe energy that you bring in a fun way. Like you just make people feel like they're partying and (laughs) like, it's so much fun and you create such a, like awesome community with women. And the one thing that always stuck with me was that all of the girls that shop with you are like BFFs and they've never (laughs) met each other. And I think it's so cool. And they all support you, um, so heavily when, especially when things like go South, they're like right there and have your back. And I think that that sets you apart from other people. And I love that. And it's definitely something that I noticed right away. Well, and that's one of the things too, is I am always a very open book with people. Um, I like to say I'm a very raw and real person. Like I, 
I don't like to sugarcoat things and I will let people know what's going on in my life. And being that vulnerable person is actually really helpful for your business too. If you're going through something rough, um, letting your customers know, not for the pity, but just so they know what's going on with you. Um, a lot of times that makes them feel very, very close to you. And like, you are someone they can trust and they can come to and stuff and not just someone trying to sell to them. Mm, yep. Right there. Yep. Yep. They're family. They're not just a penny. You know, they're not another dollar. They're family. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So what is one question? If you have it, what is one question you wish that I would have asked you and how would you have answered that question? Oh, I know I picked your brain a lot. So this yeah. is kind of like a bonus. <laughs> this is just a bonus question. Put you on the spot. Right. I, like to do that. Um, I think one of the things that if I really had to think on it is um, what, oh my gosh, that is so hard. I like, know, so you're welcome. <laughs> you got to throw in a little flavor, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the why. My reason, like we kind of went over that. What no, we kind of went over it, but like in a different way. But one of the things that you know is very important in starting a business is having a why, like why you started that, what your goal is, all of those things. Um, which we've talked on a lot. So, I mean, we kind of went over it, but like, we never really explained the why part to it, like your passion for it. Cause your passion is going to show through and stuff and you're going to have tough moments and you're going to break down. But having that why that you always go back to and you're like, this is why I started this business. Like, I don't want to give up on myself. Like I want to see this through. So having that strong reason that like even putting it on like a poster on your wall or something like that, that you can look at that's always reminding you. Yeah. So then what is your why? Um, My why is I want to create something that was unique to me, but that also kind of fit with everyone else. Um, my why for my business was I wanted to offer stuff to people that they would love that wasn't extremely expensive. Mm. Um, because I know so many boutiques that jack their prices up a lot because they're all they're thinking about is that money. Affordable luxury. Or the luxury. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I think about that too, but I know people who have been in my position or are in my position and they still want these nice things, but they can't afford the prices and stuff. And so I wanted to be able to offer something to them that they could still see it and be in love with it and not feel like they're wasting a paycheck. Yeah. And totally embodying that sultry, sexy goddess vibe that you put into the store. Yes. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. I have taken a lot of your time tonight and I just, I want to thank you for being such a wonderful guest. And I also want to thank our listeners as well. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, just please share it with others, post about it on social media, or you can leave a review on the website. Um, And that is all on uh, www.thepoisedfem.mykajabi.com. And again, that'll be in the show notes and all over um, Instagram. But Lynn, I just want for you to go over one more time how we can support your work and how I can help as well. How can the listeners support you and how can I help you as well? So I appreciate everyone so, so much and you, of course, but when you're running a business, just sharing people is so freaking helpful. Yes, word of mouth. Yes. Word of mouth is such a powerful thing. So even if you aren't interested, you never know the people around you or people, you know, that could be interested. So always sharing something with people, even like I said, if it's not for you, it can bring in people for them. So yes, share. (laughs) How do people find you? What are your social media handles and tags? Yes, or your and website. I, 
Yes. So I will have Rachel uh, put it in the description too. So it's easy for you guys to click. But um, on Facebook, our page is facebook.com. And then you're going to do at Black Lace Boutique one. And on there, you can also join the group. And it's also got the tab for shopping on our website. Yay. Okay. So you can get the, you can get the website from your Facebook at Black Lace Boutique, the number one on Facebook. Cool. And it's, you guys are looking for like a social or a picture cue to look for. It's this beautiful set of legs with lace. What do what would you call that? That's not lace. Those are fishnet (laughs) stockings, right? Yeah. Like fishnet stockings. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Perfectly embodying the black lace name. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And, and again, really appreciate you for giving all of your, you know, amazing tips and information on how to run a successful business. And hopefully you'll be on the podcast in the future. We can kind of like come back maybe in a year and be like, okay, what's happening now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to catch all of the latest for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at the dot poised femme, or you can visit the website. Like I said, thanks again, you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.